Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Heard This podcast. And I know you guys are used to dialogues on this podcast, but today's episode is unique in that it is not a dialogue, rather a monologue by our guest Kit Song. He will be giving his opinion, perspective, and thoughts on racial injustices, the topics that we've been talking about last several weeks. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for inviting me to offer my perspective on this issue. I think it's fantastic that you've been pursuing and continuing to have conversations on this platform you've created uh, about the issues of racism today. So the aim now is to keep it going. I think there's an innate responsibility when you start a conversation where you're going to have to expect people to respond to it. So that's the beauty of a conversation because if done right, it can not only be informative, but we can even uncover new ways of thinking together. So the topic was about how the Asian American church, primarily the Korean American church, should respond to the larger issue of racism today. Initially, I was hearing conversations arise from the Asian American community for a call to focus solely on the suspects of the George Floyd case in order to keep it from escalating into emotional violence by exercising wisdom. However, it's obviously evolved beyond that, and George Floyd's become an exemplification of the wider issue of systemic racism. People have called it a misplaced hero worship, idolization, brought up his past to condemn him. But as a church, we wouldn't consider George Floyd a hero or an idol as much as calling it the murder of one of God's children. And it came in the backdrop of the recent murders of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. And those came in the backdrop of other recent murders of Eric Garner, Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin, Philander Castile. And that comes in the backdrop of the stories of Emmett Till, George Stinney, Walter McMillan, the Central Park Five, Khalif Browder, and on and on. So it seems to highly suggest the pattern of these types of deaths and indictments. In that way, focusing only on the suspects of George Floyd's case and nothing else may miss the point of the larger conversation that needs to happen. Um, the demeanor against cops as a whole is its actually asking for one thing. Justice. It may seem incredibly unfair, which I'm not wise enough to discern, but if a cop's explicit role is to enforce justice in the community, then the implicit calling for them now is to serve it internally, even if you're a good cop, or especially if you're a good cop. The call here is simple. Help us. They're in the unique position to be within the ranks of the policing organization, so they essentially have more authority and justification to call out those who abuse power. For good cops who are offended by this, it may just be that this is the calling. Would there have been the necessary changes in both thought and action if it didn't seem as as dire as it is today? Years, decades, centuries of testimonies, if true, that actually does call for something dire if racism is still practiced today by the policing force to the extent that lives are taken. That goes on to the Asian policeman. I know we don't logically have to apologize for his implicit role in George Floyd's death, but think about if someone you know lost a loved one. We say the words, I'm so sorry for your loss, or 
I'm so sorry that happened. Not because we carry the responsibility of their loved one's death, but because it brings healing, even to a small degree. It's a sign of solidarity with their pain. So for the black community to see, uh, to see that an Asian policeman stood idly by, yes, we're not necessarily to blame. But the aim there isn't to admit fault as much as it is to bring compassion. It's to show that we care. Which brings me to my next point. I think the call for Asian American churches isn't only to be aloof or wise. While true, it's the call of every church to love its community. That's the heart. Wisdom is just the vehicle. I'm challenging our community right now to ask, how come we don't bring up compassion, love, or sacrifice as the shining beacon if the question is how the Asian American church should respond? The notion that we all have slavery in our past and so we can dismiss the black American experience wholesale, it's difficult to accept because the black American experience is extremely unique for today and it's current. We don't live among the Mongols or the Japanese or readily find evidence of their racism against us today. Imagine growing up in the country that enslaved and segregated your ancestors for over three quarters of their history in it. Imagine knowing that the wealthy standard of America obtained its economic behemoth of a foundation on the backs of your abused, enslaved, lynched, raped, and murdered ancestors. Examples all documented. You and I can trace our lineage, but every black American descends directly from slavery. That is the genesis of their identity. They have to go through a profound realization of their origin when every black adolescent begins the process of understanding the world. We as Koreans talk about the Japanese occupation as a point of comparison, and it's true that it affords us the ability to understand oppression to an extent. But imagine all enslaved Koreans, and for this comparison to work, I mean all enslaved Koreans, growing up among them, knowing they'd murdered our ancestors and raped our grandmothers, also documented. Black American history is becoming better known now, but every little black boy or girl still has to freshly learn it sometime in their maturity. Some may process it and still think, well, we can move on. But then they have to reconcile with things like statues and flags that still honor the Confederacy in the country that they live in, the very symbol of the fight to keep slavery instituted, along with the people who advocate for them. So yes, these protests can get out of hand, but really, do we stop eating because food attracts roaches? What I can tell you from the network I know in LA, Atlanta, um, Denver, Iowa, Kentucky, Washington, New York, Chicago, is that I believe the majority of protests are peaceful. And from what I've seen at these uh, protests, they do church. The next generation is preaching. Witnesses are giving testimony. Communities are coming together and God is being glorified, both explicitly and implicitly, because the oppressed are being spoken for. And God is the God of the oppressed, not partially, but always, biblically. You asked if it's an appropriate time to call for peace, and I say that it's a resounding yes. But are we willing to do the work to achieve it? For example, the sit-ins in 1960 um, peacefully protesting desegregation lasted four and a half months. Uh, 
The Montgomery bus boycotts, uh, led by Dr. Martin Luther King, lasted 381 days. That means black folks walked miles to and from work for over a year to attain their rights. Dr. King, uh, King's own contributions to the civil rights movement lasted from 1955 to 1963, traveling from Salem to Chicago, from Montgomery to Atlanta before being assassinated. He gave his life to it. Let's not forget, he wasn't just a black man. He wasn't just an activist. He was a minister. So what can the Asian American community do? Frankly, all I can do is give a testimony. Um, last week, I, I flew from Colorado, where I live now, to Georgia to attend the protest. I haven't traveled outside of my city since COVID became real, so it was, it was quite an experience. Um, I found out about this protest on a Tuesday. I bought the plane ticket by Thursday to fly out on Friday to participate that Sunday. I first found out about this protest in Gwinnett on June 7th um, through a letter that was circulating from CARA, the Korean American organization that represents over 100 Korean businesses in the area. Um, they were writing to the county's leaders to show solidarity with the protest, but pleading to protect their livelihoods if it becomes hijacked by opportunists. Every Korean in America remembers the LA riots of 92. Hanin, the uh, church down the street, canceled their reopening because they were so worried about uh, that violence would reach their doors. So, yeah, that was that was the that was the atmosphere. You know the area; it's it's the heart of the Korean American community in Georgia. So it's not just close to home, but home itself for us. So even though I participated in solidarity here in Fort Collins. I flew back home for this one just to make sure that the Korean American, American community showed up and represented well, but also to serve the community how I could if rioters began taking advantage of the protest. I wasn't planning to fight violence with violence or anything like that, but in my mind, I was thinking, what if I could say even a word that could dissuade someone? What if I could affect it even on the tiniest scale? If so, then why not? One of the most powerful parts of it for me was when Mr. Um, Sang Park spoke alongside black leaders, this little 91-year-old Korean man who'd survived the LA riots after his business was destroyed there, moved to Atlanta, and opened the business in Gwinnett. He was bawling as he gave a speech in Korean, but he said he was still present to support the cause. And God would humble me too, and rather than charging out at the front like I thought, as a representation of the Korean American community and its willingness to show up, he put me in the back through the volunteer team I'd signed up for um, as one of just two of us assigned to pick up trash while following the thousands who'd come out. So if this was going to be my place, my contribution, uh, I try to do it enthusiastically. Um, for the next three hours, I, I followed the protest and picked up our trash. Hundreds and hundreds of water bottles in 90 plus degree heat in Georgia humidity on asphalt because more trash meant more people, which meant more solidarity, meaning more exposure, meaning more chances for reform, which meant more chances for a revolution. We can all contribute to peace in our own ways, but it requires conviction. The Asian American church requires conviction. 
And God ended up using that work because it was how the uh, the Korean televised network, KTN and uh, Korean AM radio station, they picked me out for interviews, So, which my parents ended up hearing. So it sparked conversations in other capacities. Let me just say this. I used to be a part of the church vocationally. Over the years, I've been in so many rooms with pastors praying and I listen to them literally cry out for revelations of the heart, a revolution in the nation, the breaking of change and the uplifting of the downtrodden and is literally happening to the most deserving narrative today. This being the story of a 400 year march from enslavement to freedom. There being nothing like it in recent history. And I feel a profound disappointment at all the conjecturing of the best technicalities from having to join it. Some people who are so outspoken about the targeting against Asians during COVID are cricket silent right now. But the Bible is full of people who acted on behalf, um, on behalf of the oppressed or called for political reform as led by God's direction. Esther, Mordecai, Joshua, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Joseph, Moses, uh, Daniel, Rahab, Aaron, Paul, Peter, John the Baptist, Jesus. So there is a wise way to do it, a, a, a biblical way to do it. We wouldn't be advocating, advocating rioting, looting, or unchecked anger. We'd be curbing it by joining it, aiming to keep it God-centric, and giving a platform to the deserving voices in the midst of it all. Then after that, we can retreat to our mountain as Jesus did to, to pray, reconfigure, rest, and then do it again. Because you see, if, if they win, then we win. The long fight against oppression and for justice is, is victory for all of us, even white people. The black community is the representation of the minority community. Again, if they win, we win. Anyway, I commend your courage to hold the conversation. And remember that this is just a snapshot in the evolution of our collective thought, especially as the Asian American community. Silence can be seen as the silence of naysayers or the disapproving, but it can also be the silence of changing neural pathways to better understand. But it has to conclude with action. Koreans have a neo-Confucianist background, the aim for stoic wisdom instituted by a strong patriarchy, and it's obviously inherent in how we conduct ourselves. But that too can and, can and needs to evolve. We have quote-unquote a safe face culture that does away with confrontation. But the black church has been interceding and crying out to God since the 17th century, essentially a divine confrontation born out of heartbreak and despair. And like the plagues of Egypt, God gave white America calling after calling for reform. But we can see that they clung to their, to their golden calf, their apparent right to power, even to own and end life. And so we're seeing God's hand sweep across the nations. Something I've heard be prayed over and over and over again. And I condemn the pride or fear that keeps our churches from recognizing it. Just like the Jews through the Messiah would, uh, thought the Messiah would come in power and just do away with the Roman Empire, but instead died, 
I'm sure America thought white people would lead the, uh, lead the way to save our souls, but it's actually the black church leading from the margins. And, and so we're listening. I'll finish with this. I went to seminary at Columbia in Decatur. And so we had chapel often. Uh, many different students of many different cultures came together. And I remember one such chapel session. was It was assigned to several first-generation Koreans, me, and, and other black students. I remember we prayed together, and the most fascinating thing happened. Koreans have this um, way of praying in unity, uh, crying out and weeping, um, called 통성기도. Um, the black church also cry out as they pray. And when we were done, we just looked at each other and realized we both pray alike from a deep-seated place of pain. It's, it's time to meet them there. To the church, it's time to meet them there. More than theology, have you heard Eric Garner plead, I can't, I can't breathe? Have you heard George Floyd say the same thing and cry out for his mother? What's more, America's history is littered with literal kids aged 14 to 16, executed, wrongfully indicted, murdered, and their parents and community cry out to God. What kind of God would we be worshiping if he didn't respond to that? To the Asian American community, to the Asian American church, it's time to meet them there. It's time. Thanks for letting me speak.